The opinions expressed on the Joy Has Questions podcast are honest and based on the personal and professional experiences of myself and that of my guests. Therefore, I choose to share my experiences on my platform and it doesn't reflect the viewpoint of any corporation and or business entity. Woo! All righty. Now that we got that out the way, let's get on to the show. Hey, good people. It's your girl Joy Has Questions coming to you with another amazing episode starting off with You Better Know. So this week I was looking at Black History on IG and I was super, super excited to see that they posted about UB Blake. Now, as I have currently been living in the DMV, specifically Baltimore, for a little over a year, you cannot go anywhere without rep- recognizing the greatness that was this man. He was an American pianist, composer of ragtime music, popular in the vaudeville tunes. He had scores of music that he did for different musical theaters, and he was a hometown hero of b So he was raised by parents who were formerly enslaved and involved him in music at an early age. As a teenager, he played piano in brothels and saloons, and by his mid-20s, he had secured steady engagements in the Goldfield Hotel in Baltimore, as well as several clubs in the Atlantic City. So in 1950, he teamed up with lyricist Noble Silsel, and the duo began composing songs. So in 1916, Sissel introduced Blake to James Ressy Europe, and they established the Clef Club. So they went into becoming like preeminent figures in the vaudeville scene, and they were the first African-American musical act to perform professionally without wearing blackface. Can we please talk about how these Black kings were able to keep their dignity as well as be amazing performers? Like, That in itself was like kudos to you. So they produced Shuffle Along, which was the first all-Black Broadway show to play for a full Broadway price. Like counting their coins, being first in their fields, and doing it with their heads held high. So Shuffle Along yielded Sissel and Blake their best-known song, I'm Just Wild About Harry, the performance of which was revolutionary in that it allowed African-Americans to express their feelings of love on the stage in a context that was not a caricature or disrespectful. Yes, because we're not monolithic, because we aren't jokes, because we aren't beasts of burden. So this is something that I loved really, really discussing um, or even seeing highlighted because UB Blake was a G, not only in the jazz scene, but just in American music, period. So when we think about all the greats that came before him and after him, you have to think about the mark that he left along with his other partners in crime, as I like to say. Um, That being said, let's move on to the rest of the show. Hey, everybody. So, you know, if there is one building on planet Earth that I go up for, it is the National Museum of African-American History and Culture, a.k.a. the Black Smithsonian. So I didn't need another reason to love this building, but now they done messed around and made the entire thing digital. So when I'm telling you I am running through this website right now like Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek. It is not a game, people. They have activity book lists for the babies with affirmations, an entire race web portal for those hard but necessary conversations, and the exhibits are digital as well. So if you want to just take a little deep download, educate yourself, have a good time learning amazing Black history facts, this is the time to do it. Tell them Joy has questions sent you. And now let's get on to the rest of the show. Hey, everybody. It's your girl. Joy has questions. When I tell you, I am beyond excited. This has been in the works for years. Like this person right here, there are very few people that I'm like, can get me to be like, okay, fine, I'll think about it. Or maybe I'll apologize. This woman (laughs) is one of them, okay? If you are wondering what has at times kept me out of prison, (laughs) (laughs) what has kept me out of people's HR office, (laughs) you thank her as well as my therapist, okay? (laughs) Um, But no, I have my mentor, my big sis. This is one of the baddest black women. No, one of the baddest women, period, in advertising. If you don't know her, you lame. No, um, I definitely want to just give all the roses to Danielle Wilbur. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, love. How are you? I'm doing 
happy to be here. I am flattered that you let me come on. I ain't gonna lie. Like every season, my producer be like, you ain't gonna ask me. I'm like, no, she's going to yell at me for the no, whole show. No. I'm like, yeah, you on my turf now. This ain't a one on one. I am. I'm, I'm gonna right. let you run with it. This is all you, girl. Yay. <laughs> I, also, I just want to tell everyone, this is typically the like scene I get for all our meetings, her little yeah. professional, her desk, all her degrees in the back. <laughs> she was like, it's mine. I spent it. Thank you. Yes. You don't <laughs> okay. see it on every call. <laughs> You're going to pay what you owe. <laughs> no. <laughs> But no, I am, I, girl, this is just going to be a conversation to put people on game as well as to be like, how do we keep our sew-ins or our natural protective pack, whatever <laughs> it is, how do we keep it on straight in this crazy world and industry that we're in? But just starting it off, how the hell did you find like your light or like did it shift into advertising? Like if someone was to ask you like, Danielle, what do you do? Like, what do you <laughs> say to people? Um, so taking that first part, how I got into it, it was kind of, I give a lot of credit to my parents for just seeing like the personality I had and like the things I liked. So I was very artistic and creative. And so my dad gave me like the old school computer with like the art games, pulling pictures. Wait, was it VTech? No, it wasn't VTech, but it was a big old white box and a big old white modem. And so like he... He like kind of encouraged like play with these art programs and things like that. Like I never knew what advertising was and what that could be. And then my aunt, she came and lived with us for a moment in time. And she was just like, you like 11 years old. You got to get a job, girl. You got to start making some money just being funny. But it was more she wanted us to do stuff over the summer. So like I started a like a get a. a card service where I would design and make people birthday cards. And I called it D's home, like instead of Hallmark. So started doing that. And then like we would bake cakes. And so she was like, okay, you need to advertise it. You need to let people know. And so I would make flyers and take them to church and stuff like that. So it was stuff like that, that I just did as a child. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. I want to do that for a living. And I I put some of it to the movie Boomerang. I think that's the first time I saw something like, oh, that's really a job. And so um, I kind of went into graphic design thinking I'd be a creative, then came across account management. And I'm like, ooh, that's even better. I don't have to do the work. I can just critique it. So um, it just kind of naturally things started to fall into place that led me and I just felt like, okay, I'm in the place God wanted me to be career-wise. Because like, it's working. I love it. And I can't be no teacher because I would probably kill a kid. So I just saw that that black woman keep her composure and that little white girl hit her. And I was like, oh, see, prison right well, there. Yes, <laughs> prison. Like, kind of be like, no, you and your mama can come up here to the prison. School. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but no, that's amazing. Like, shout out to your entire family. And that's one thing that I've always loved about your family. Like, aside from the fact that y'all are club host knit, like everyone like plays a position. It's it's crazy. I've been looking at your family like this is a Ford assembly line. Like everybody It like, is really. We got a doctor, we got a doctor of education, we got a IT tech woman, a marketer. And then, you know, my, my dad was in the Navy and my mom know how to keep them books. So she owned the money. Like, yes, yes. Build the bunker now. Like, y'all are fine. Oh, but- it, we call his house the safe house. If the world comes to an end, we going to be good right there. <laughs> well, I mean, any given day, we on like Revelations 10 or 11. I saw, exactly. <laughs> I saw a glacier melt yesterday. I was like, well, that just put us at like 12 or 17, actually. <laughs> level just out here rising I'm like okay um but no that's amazing to see like that your family saw that in you and and was honing those skills before you even knew what it was we but like we see that in our community right Mm -hmm. like it's not a lack of interest it's a lack of education you don't even realize these jobs and awareness yeah exactly like and I can even credit my parents. They were lockstep with what was happening with like either the Chicago Park District or mm. the Chicago Public Library. So that helped introduce me to a lot of different like programs or, you know, just right. even kids from different parts of the city 
even though like we were in our own little Southern enclave. So I loved that. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you fall within your siblings? Because I know you both. a baby. I am the fourth of four girls. I'm the baby. Right. So you're the one that's like, it's all about me. No, Not even. That's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't even live into my babiness like I should. Because sometimes I feel like the other sisters step into my territory and I just be like, really, really, this what you're doing? So, you know, you know, I think I play a good role. Like, yes, I do feel like I have some of that entitledness from a family perspective of like, you're going to love me no matter what I do. Like, I don't question it at all. I don't question like what they're thinking about me. Nope. I'm just like, I am what I am and you're going to have to deal. So I do have that like bratness entitlement about me, but like, In general, I think I've learned from each and every one of the women in my family. And I feel like I'm a culmination of them, which is funny because like my mom used to sew and she she sewed us some fur coats. And so each one of them had a different color. And then she took all the leftover material of theirs to make mine. So mine had this mesh color of like blue, pink, and purple. And I'm like, that's exactly what I am. Like I've taken, I try to take all the best of them and like be this this conglomerate of what I've seen growing up. I can attest to that. Like you definitely are a light when you walk in a room. And I, I think that's the thing. Like you're, I make that, yes, you're mean and encouraging, but all just like- <laughs> Always encouraging. Yes, it is always said with love. But I know there's there's been for years moments, I'll just call crying. I'm just like, I'm just having a hard day. And you're like, uh-huh, suck it up. You feel better? I'm like, I got it. I'll let you vent first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe that should get switched to, no, mean and encouraging sounds better. But yeah, actually- it's, it's, it's just there. You're encouraging and then you're mean. <laughs> It's a sandwich. Right. Encouraging, mean, encouraging. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm I'm late to a meeting. I got to go. Like, okay, but yeah. um, So no, that's dope. Like, you went to college in Illinois, you and Mm -hmm. I? Yes, that's right. So explain that to me. Like, were you always like the one, were you kind of like the life of the party? Like how have, has your personality like just kind of carried you through professionally and personally? Cause I don't, I truly, you're one of those type of people where if someone said they didn't like you, I'd be like, no bitch, I don't like you because everyone (laughs) likes to hear. Like, I don't know anyone that doesn't like you. (laughs) Oh, they exist. No, but, um, so I will say, um, I was very, and people are always shocked by this, but I was very reserved, shy growing up. I'm an introvert. So like, I need my alone time. Like I am not trying to be the center of attention of a party. However, I hung out with the people that were. And so that energy from them makes me come with this other bubbly energy as well. So I feed off of them. Um, And so like I would say in college, it was like that as well. Like I was, I was attracted to people who were like all funky, crazy, life at a party. And so I would jump in there and be a part of it, but it was never me like kicking it off. Um, and so then from a career standpoint, um, I started out really reserved, but like, as I started growing in my career, I was like, okay, I have to talk to these people. I have to build these relationships. I have to like set the environment for the whole team because I went into account management. And so that naturally changed my personality to be more vocal, to be more willing to say the and ask the hard questions. And so now the place that I sit career-wise Like I'm never quiet in a meeting. I'm always offering my POV. And so people assume that like I am that life of the party. But then when they see me in social settings, you'll see that sometimes I succumb back to that way and people don't get why. But it's because I am an introvert. And, you know, I like substance conversations. If you can't give me that, I'm going to just be like, okay, thanks. Bye. I'm not about to sit here and be like, how's the weather, girl? You know. Mm-mm. Ask Google, like what you like. I'm not gonna <laughs> stay here to talk to you about this. <laughs> yeah, so I suck at small talk. Like that is like something that I actively have to work on because I'm like, 
I don't I don't know how to do that. But like you bring up a topic that's meaty, then I'm like, can't shut me up. Let's go. Definitely. And I, I can totally attest to like seeing you being pulled into the hell, even me that you weren't even invited to. Right now, you're like, someone get Danielle. Like, just to come join and just to add, because your your opinion is valued. Um, and the fact that I've always appreciated this about you or just anybody. It doesn't matter if you're saying something all the time, but when you speak, do you have something worth listening to? And mm-hmm. so I think, especially when you're in entertainment or advertising or media, or or to be honest, when you from a city that know how to talk, you know, and it's just like <laughs> yeah. we know we know when somebody hitting it with that good that good BS. So it's like you're not adding anything. You're not saying promo. anything. And so and so said this two minutes ago. Why are we still on this call? Exactly. Say that. Say that. Exactly. Yes. You know, I'm the queen of being like, well, I'll give this time back. But hey, I'm not about to sit here. And Me as well. If we don't have anything moving this conversation forward, it's done. Exactly. Um, so in terms of reconciling all the craziness that happens within our community, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact of, of being an experienced professional Black woman, having to a lot of times deal with brands or campaigns that are trying to navigate these conversations. Just kind of like, have there been moments where you've been like, you know what? I'm not trying to help y'all figure out shit today because I'm just trying to keep my hair from exploding. And I will have to come back to you all in that good old morning light with a renewed sense of spirit. Like, how do you balance sometimes like the job when it's like constantly, it seems like any given day, people are just like, oh, here's the new thing that's happening to the black community. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a big topic. I will say, um, there are times when I just do the job, when I, I just need to like keep it moving. And one thing I can say about me, there is a spectrum when it comes to black people. There are some that are just willing to help and educate and teach others. And then there are some who are like, I'm not doing nothing extra. And like, I respect both sides. I happen to live on this side where I'm like, and and I think it's because I have a skill where I'm able to like, hear what people are trying to say. Maybe it's not coming out verbatim, but I get the intent behind it. Or even I can see the awkwardness of like, They want to do right, but they don't know how. And so I'm able to like break through that and and break down big meaty topics to where people can get it on a grassroots level. And like, ah, I can see how I can make that actionable. And so because of that, I am more willing to like engage in the conversation and, and start those topics. And like Lots of companies I've been in, I've executed programs where we could have those conversations together um, to help push it forward. But yes, there are moments where I'm just like, I'm not here for it today. And so that's when I'm very open, honest, and transparent with my manager. And I'll be like, look, I'm not here for it today. And like, I think I'm going to take the day off. Or... I'll just put out a message, and Joy, you've seen this at our current company, where I'll be like, excuse me, everyone, this just happened. So, like, I need you to know that your Black employees aren't okay today. So, like, take that into consideration. And, like, some of them may not even be logging on. And so I'll do that on behalf of the whole community, because I know a lot of people are scared to do that. They don't feel empowered to make that call. And so I use my privilege, whatever I have um, in our organization now to speak on their behalf. And I found that people really appreciate that, because like I said, these people over here, they're not here for the shits. And so they're not about to talk to anyone. So I'll, I'll take that weight for them. No, and it, it definitely is appreciated because I mean I, I can be very vocal. I am one of those people. <laughs> I'm really like I'm not breaking anything else down. If you can't pick up a book and read, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I, there's every type. There's sixteen, nineteen. There's the new like anything <laughs> that you can possibly want. Go, there's a whole museum. They they literally just digitize. True. You don't True. Even have to leave your house to look at it now. So I'm just like if you're now going, I don't. Like, okay, girl. But so I think that's what 
it's so sorely needed in corporate America. You need mm-hmm. those people who serve as your allies and your advocates. I remember Brandon Rashawn, the one thing I remember him saying, like, um, when we were all to dinner one time, he was like, you need your advocate. He was like, you need your protector. And I forgot the third one, but those two always stood out to me. Cause yes, there's some days where it's like, yeah, I know I just went off on this person. You need those one to be like, no, we got you. I'm like, please don't yes. let this say HR. That's true. I got a mortgage today. <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, I think that's beautiful. So in terms of your journey and also shout out to you just saying organization we had, I'm so tired of the post edited. I got to sit through and clip and piece together because everybody just want to be blurting out names. I'm like, I'll have the money to be paying on this. Oh, that's good to know. Bring on my virtual door and be like, well, you didn't have permission to mention it. I'm like, okay, fine. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but in terms of how you navigate that with your personal life and just like the fact of like when Danielle just want to kick it, I don't feel like being the black superwoman for the team, for the org, Like, and you stating that you're an introvert, like what are some of the things that you do that are just for yourself? It's not contingent on you being a a bomb ass auntie or family member Mm -hmm. or anything else, but just like Danielle time. Um, Yeah, so a few different things. Like one, um, because I'm an introvert, I like my alone time. And so that can look like a variety of things. I could just, there are moments where I'm like, I'm not doing anything today. I'm sitting on my couch. I'm binge watching my shows. I'm reading books. Um, Sometimes I'll turn it into a self-care moment, take a bubble bath with candles and the music bumping and all just all to myself. And it's funny those days, like my phone will ring or people will be like, what you doing? Let's go do something. And I will completely ignore it. And it's like, it, it, it could be a matter of like, somebody just wants to talk on the phone for 30 minutes. Because I talk on the phone all day, every day at work, that is the last thing I want to do. And so I will just ignore it. And I will, there are days where I don't talk to anyone externally, but the Lord thy God. And so those are the days where I feel like I actually recharge. I actually get my energy back to go back to work and and talk to all the people I need to. And so it's, I want to be honest, it comes with this level of guilt because I'm like, because of what my job is, I think I don't communicate and, and, um, stay in touch with like friends and family that aren't around me as much as I would like. And so there is a pressure there, but at the end of the day, my therapist was very clear, do what you need for you and like, it'll be fine. And so I've just found over time, like, luckily I have friends to where when we do get on the phone, we just pick up from where we left off. There isn't this extra layer uh, well, some friends, some friends make me feel bad, but like, it's, it's Ooh, not this, it's, it's not <laughs> always that extra layer of like, I haven't talked to you in 10 months. Why? You know, but, but some friends do. That's my little bad. sis coming. I'd be like, who the heck, like, we'll table this for after the interview. See how I'd be like, I mean, you can always just cancel it. No, I'm kidding. Because I guess my thing is, I just look at it in this point of the world that we are living in, we're like, not even every day something happening. Like, every half a day. I'm like, oh, yes. I had to have someone tell me that Ukraine and Russia about to get it popping. I'm like, oh, for real? Like, I had no clue. I'm like, it's always something happening now. With that being said, I really just, I think the, the grace that we give each other should just kind of like innately be there. Cause I also feel like we're at a point in our lives with the people that hopefully with the people that are around us, that they know we have their best interests at heart mm-hmm. and vice versa. So if it is like maybe a lapse in communication, it's not anything but love. Like mm-hmm. it is the day to day, you know, just processing of, of getting through it. Yeah. The next 24. But now I at least know why sometimes you don't be answering my calls. I'm like, she knows she see me. Over here texting her. I do. <laughs> I be like, I don't got time for that today. You have to watch your own energy. And and I, if I don't have the energy to give, then that's when I'm like, okay, I can't get on this call because then you just gonna get mean and mean. 
Like if I don't have the right kind of energy for certain people, I, I know that. And so like, I know going into a conversation with a certain person, I'm like, oh, this going to be an hour, hour and a half phone call. So like, let me build up the momentum to do that. And, and like, that's a lot for me because I am an introvert. And also I just don't like talking on the phone. And so like, I'd rather be in person with someone. And so now with the situation of COVID and like, I live in a different places than a lot of friends and family, like I have to like overcome that. Whereas normally I would just be like, I'm just going to come to your house and sit on your couch. And like, that's, that's enough, but it's harder to do that now. Yeah. And I, I completely understand that. Um, so one thing that I'm definitely going to like just shout out and let the people know, because I'm so proud of you for this. Like you didn't just purchase a home. Yo, yo baby is getting uh, built. I was like, oh, this is a different level. This is a different level. <laughs> like I saw uh, your IG and I'm like, are those scriptures on the foundation pieces? Like, oh, yes, okay, this is legit. <laughs> How has it felt like? Because, I mean, you've had your own space for a while. You've always been like that goal. I'm like, I just want a cute apartment like Danielle's. <laughs> so now to have like that level of home ownership, like what does that mean for you just in terms of like an accomplishment? Honestly, like I'm still going through it. So I don't even think it's hit me yet. But that day you talked about like writing the scriptures on the wall, it just felt like, okay, I'm starting to attain generational wealth. Like I've always had a good job and always been like, I'm good, like with my paycheck and all of those things. But I'm like, I want to leave a legacy on this earth when I'm gone. And so like, this is just a start of like doing that outside of career, outside of advertising. This is like a way that I can start to like build property. And so me and my sisters, we actually started a company, Sisters for Life LLC, um, and we're doing real estate. So we purchased our parents' home in Alabama and we're remodeling that and are going to rent it out to college students that go to Tuskegee University. And so like, again, this is just stuff where we're like, this is our first one. We're, we're learning the ropes, but like the intent is to like buy big divisions, buy multi-units and like, like build a foundation so that the kids that come behind us, they don't have to like work as hard. Not that they wouldn't be hard workers, but they don't have to struggle. That's a better word. They don't have to struggle. We want to be able to have children who already have wealth set up and so that they can continue to start new businesses and things of that nature. So um, that is the intent. And like, I think once I actually get in the house, I'm probably just going to break down and cry my eyes out because it's been such a long time coming. Um, and I'm just grateful. I mean, if it, I'm so like, just even hearing you talk about it, like just makes me get emotional because I know like just how much that means to you and what a journey this has been. And I remember like, I was like, oh, this girl didn't send me blueprints. I'm like, oh, this is a different, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, architects charge up to 15 racks for Those are nice. Like, oh, no, I had to pay a fee. That's what I'm Cause saying. Because I, like, I added an elevator. So we're not just going to skirt past that like that. <laughs> But no, real talk, it wasn't because I'm being, it's not because I'm being fancy, but my parents, my mama can't walk up steps no more. So I had to look out for my mama so she could see the whole place because I want her all up and through that bad boy. So we just have like a small lift. It's just on the east side of the house. It's not even mm -hmm. like, you know, it doesn't take up that much space. And here comes my claustrophobic ass like, uh-uh, where are the stairs? Because if you give me- Right there, stairs. like you can choose. It is totally up to you. <laughs> but no, that's amazing. And I think that's something that I've always admired about you. You have always put before me, girl, be about your checks and about your coins and stop playing these games. Um, if you could give any advice just to like younger professionals or creatives, like black men and women or anyone who's watching mm -hmm. this, what would you think should be like kind of those first steps into building your confidence. Cause I like case in point now I'm at a point in my career. And after years of you like drilling this into my head and me finally be like, okay, no, she right. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. 
But to <laughs> someone who hasn't like maybe built up that confidence because they are maybe younger in their career, what sort of advice would you give to them for developing those traits to be like, uh-uh, this ain't enough money? Um, one, it's like having mentors and people around you that can help. And so I'm a strong proponent of the idea of a board of directors. Like there are people who have already been through this. And so for me, I think the first moment where um, money became a thing for me career-wise was um, I had a friend. She was a coworker, but Black girl. And she just asked me like, do you feel like you're getting paid for the value you give to the company? And I was just like, I don't know. I think so. Cause I was just like going with whatever they would give me. And so um, she was like, are you willing to tell me what you make? And I told her and she was like, yeah, no, you're not getting paid enough. And I was just like, wait, what? So it was like mind blowing to me. Um, and so then she shared her method, like her counter offer um, letter template, things of that nature. And so then that helped me start to be like, okay, so this is truly a thing. And if I really want to help close that gender pay gap at a minimum for me, like I have to be more intentional about that. And so I never lost sight of that. I have shared that letter from her with so many people. And um also like new jobs I would get, I started being more open and I would share my offer letter with friends I trust and like, help me. Is this good? Is this what you're seeing? Like, what else should I ask for? Like, sometimes people get caught up on the base salary. It was friends who told me like, nope, put the nonprofit organizations in there and say, you're going to pay for my travel to go to this annually. Like coming in up front with letting people know all of who you are. And like, if the, the, vacation days aren't enough, ask for more. If you um, have to do something different. So when I joined my my company, my present company now, um, I would be leaving my prior company and there was potential to have to pay my tuition reimbursement back. So I was like, hi, um, I may have to pay that back because I'm leaving early. But I'm Can I get that? Go. Go Can I get that? And they were like, and it wasn't even a conver- it wasn't even a debate. They were just like, yeah, we'll make it a sign on bonus and we'll give you some extra too. And it was just like that kind of opened my eyes to like, yeah, it's money to be given. You just have to ask for it. And um, and it may not always be the base salary number. It may show up in other areas that overall is beneficial to you. And last thing I'll say on it, it just that reiterates it. Um, there was a group chat of black women um, and a person put in there, my friend just got an offer from the company. I, we think it's low. What do we do? Let me tell you how these black women showed up. There were templates flying. There was a whole prose written of like, this is exactly what she should say to recruiting and say it now, the girl got on the phone, she got a higher level, higher base, higher bonus, and starting bonus. Like, that kind of stuff you won't know unless you talk to people. So you got to be willing to open up and have the conversation. And I always tell people, if you want to talk to me about salary, you're going to have to tell me what you're working with, because that's the only way I can really help you and understand where you're coming from. But just, I know that's a sensitive topic. And so, I want to make it not like, I don't think it should be. I don't think we should be hiding what we're making because if you don't share it, how do you know if you're ever getting paid enough or not? And I, like That's I said, it. in the beginning, I was clueless. I didn't know I wasn't getting paid enough until somebody was like, no girl, it's other people like you making X. Yeah. And that's the thing, like the HR side of the house that like they are there to also minimize over here. So they're not going to be like, well, here's the max budget range they gave us. Like whatever numbers you start to set for yourself, of course, they'll be like excited, depending on what you say. I now have the mindset of, no, y'all walk me down off this cliff. Like, and that's, that's, me. That's, 
that's an exact thing. Like that is something that I learned. Never throw out a number. So like if I'm interviewing for a company, I'm not going to give them a range. I'm just going to continue to tell them like I want to be paid what is reasonable for this level. And like, let's talk about that after we even see if we like each other. Because guess what? I might go through this interview process and not want to work with you. So like, why do I need to give you a number right now? Like we I may stop this process. You may want to stop the process. So like. There's no reason to talk about dollars until there is an offer on the table. And like, I hold firm to that because I have made that mistake where I went, I got thirsty, had two job offers and wanted to work at another one and was like, ooh, I just got this offer for X. Can you match that? And they're like, sure. And and they said it a little too fast where I think I came in lower than probably they were going to give me because I spoke too soon. Never again. You're like, and we've learned. <laughs> I'm here for it. So with everything that you do, like, I don't know when your button turns off. Like, I always see that thing just flashing. I'm like, is she just, is she sleeping, right? Like, or we, like other friends of our think us be like, she does rest, correct? Like, <laughs> I mean, like she does, y'all. But how do you balance like your personal life or dating? Because I know like for me, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, I just eat kale and mind my business. And that's all I can do. Every Everyone is just like, Joy, you and your friends are so fly and fabulous. I'm like, tell that to these Negroes. Like, I don't. <laughs> I know this. So how do you like balance dating or being interested in people when we do have or you do have such a busy life that you eat? Um, so this was something that I had to work through with my therapist. Um, like she would just have me kind of talk about my day and what I would do. And she helped reveal that, like, I am very intentional about my career, but then everything else on the weekend, I am just go with the flow. If it works great, if not fine, like I, most people know, like, I don't make plans because, like, it might end up on a day where I'm like, I don't want to be bothered with nobody. So, like, I am very much so just, like, I'm twirling with the wind, like, when it comes to my personal life. And so um, with dating, that was the case. It was just, like, if I meet somebody, great. If not, fine. And so she had me, like, do different exercises of, like, okay, go on the dating apps. And she was like, instead of picking people off of what they look like, read their description. And and she said, and and this was her push, like, even if they're not like what you would want it to look like, i.e. if they weren't Black. So she was like, I don't care what they look like. If they have a description that sounds like something you're interested in, just talk to them. And she was like, you don't have to date them, but just talk to them so you get more into this mode of like, being intentional about what appeals to me and having those conversations. And so it was hard and I was just like, this is weird. But um, it really made me get to a place where I was like, okay, I got to be just as intentional about my personal life as I am work. And so I can speak to this week alone. Like my day at work is all day meetings. Like I have to add blocks just to go pee. And so Um, By the end of the day, I'm not trying to talk to nobody, but I had two dates lined up. And so I had to pump myself up, turn on the music and be like, girl, just go like, don't cancel. Don't don't do what you feel like you want to do. And so I pushed myself to go and I had the best of times. And it's just like, girl, like you can't let work block you from doing life. And so I've just put more boundaries in place where I can of like, yep, I'll do these meetings from this to this, but I'm done and I'm stopping and I'm logging off by so that I can go make time and have the energy to do other things. And I take all my PTO and some. So for y'all that leave PTO on the table, I'm taking it for you. Trying to be off this year, they're like, you're negative, like a couple hours. I'll leave pink. I'm like, okay, I didn't know what else to say. I was like, first of all, I know as much as I worked, your calculations could go straight to hell because I'm just like, 
every day I took off was an earned day after working a thousand and doing it well. So <laughs> yes, I completely agree with you there. I, I wish people could just be like, give me their hours. <laughs> like I would. Like literally, I'd sometimes get the notices from some of my direct reports that they aren't accruing any more PTO because they haven't taken enough. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why? You know, we can work from anywhere. I'm like, oh, baby. Girl, every time. Like, I worked from every country about now that I've been to. Um, So, yeah, and it's tricks to that too. I'll be working. I think my bit, I'll try to figure that out now because I'm definitely like, you know what? I just need like a real quick revitalization trip, prefer- preferably in Mexico. So I'm just like, that's a cute virtual background. Uh-huh, girl, sure it is. So we sit there like, no, it's real. <laughs> it is. It sure is. But in terms of like some of the goals, and I will even taking a step back, you are very big in mentorship obviously that's how we met um you're very big in in organizations that focus on talent recruitment for black and brown people specifically though like really pushing for black black people and i love that because the industry still has work that can be done yeah and, and yes there have been strides there have been changes but i'm like good better best okay we never <laughs> let it we're like we can just go into that whole phrase um what does it mean to you to see like these changes that are occurring and to know that like you're at the forefront, like you really are helping shift culture, shift these statistics that for so long, like really kept us in, in a kind of like a a grasshopper with the lid on type, you know, scenario. This is hard and I don't want to sound bitter, but I'm just like the fact that we're still like trying so hard for this is annoying and it just lets me know how much racism just matters in our country because it's embedded it's in it's it is all up and through it's how we started and I think that's the thing that people fail to really listen or pay attention to or want to admit like our country was founded on racism. Um, and so when I look at the lack of Black people in our industry, it's it's an example of it because there's no reason it should be this low because we're here. And so it is a lot of what drives me is calling people on the ta- to the table about how much they are doing to not allow black people in, even though they don't think that. But like, if you only go to certain colleges to recruit, what do you expect? If you only go to portfolio schools to get creatives, what do you expect? Because guess what? Black people don't go there unless they get a scholarship. So like, you're already preventing them from coming in literally just by how you recruit. And so like, helping people understand that and giving them other resources and options for where to go find people. To me, that's the least I can do. And like, as a hiring manager, that's big for me of just like, I look at who am I managing? I'm not going to hire a repeat. And I feel good that I've yet to do that. And so like, I try to make sure at least who I have the capability to bring in that I have a diverse group of people that I can say I've brought into a company and that I'm molding because that's also learning for me. Like, I don't want to just have a replica of me. I need other people who are strong in other areas too. And so, yes, while I am grateful that everybody seemed to get a conscience after the murder of George Floyd. I also hate that it took that. Like, why did a man have to die that visibly and publicly to get you to finally realize, oh yeah, we're probably being racist or, you know, discriminating. So let's change that. And so, yes, I appreciate every company that has set a goal to increase Black people at their company, but I just beg them, make sure they're sustained and make sure you're making the environment safe for those people to be there. Because it's one thing to get them in. Can you, can you keep them? Which a lot of them can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
yeah, getting you just hit. Ooh, we're there's so much to even unpack here. Your the transparency of like the annoyance of it completely understand where that comes from because even statistically they were like and I heard I heard this stat in like 2011 you know and they were saying like by the time the workplace even begins to remotely kind of look evened off you know from a, a, an ethnicity perspective will be 2087 so mm-hmm. just even knowing that we're fighting for something that we still we both will be out with the world is here, but we will both be out of the job market by long exactly. gone out the job market. Yep. Um so that in itself is just a hell. I'm trying to think like the average lifetime, I'm like 2087, I may not even be on the planet. So I think for me, when we hear those, or rather when we hear those stats, it is just like that's cute. Congratulations, do better. You know, and I completely understand that. I think also the part that you just spoke to, which for me is starting to make, it's not annoying me. It's starting to piss me off, really. I am tired of people using 2020 and George Floyd as if Trayvon, as if like everyone that happened from 20 to 11 until them somehow were justified. I'm like, George Floyd, Saint George Floyd, that was an outlier. Yeah. But just the vicious, the it should not take that extreme level of viciousness, evil, or or you know, that was but the thing is, the that. thing is, it's a matter of awareness and how much attention you give to it. So, like what what was a realization for me was when I looked at one of my white co-workers as they were scrolling Facebook. And I was like, whoa, our lives are so different. Like just the things that came up, the topics that came up, you know, the memes that come up, so different. And so I realized that we are living in totally different worlds. And so where my feed is drowning in all the issues of the Black community, like theirs is not. And so one person, like that's when I personally just started to share out more. This is also when I stopped like trying to block personal from professional. Like I used to not let work onto my social platforms, I do now because what I share, I want them to see it. And sometimes they'll only see it because I've shared it because I am the only black person or one of few. So that is one, I think it's about awareness and people's attention span for things like that. Um, And I think what 2020 did, I don't even account it just to George Floyd. It was the case that it was a pandemic. People were at home. They didn't have anything to do but watch TV. And it was all over the news. And then you got to remember, like, thank God for the protesters on the front lines. The country was on fire. And I was here for all of it. And so like at that point, you can't ignore it. So where normally people would just see something and be like, "Eh, I'm gonna keep it moving. You couldn't ignore it. And so that's why I think 2020 had such a big impact for people to start changing their ways. Cause it was almost like for you to ignore this, no, you're, you're being very tone deaf and I don't have time for you. And people started calling companies out. And so even though it sucks that you got to be forced to make change, I was here for it all. Let me tell you something. I was sitting there. I was like, you know how you just kind of sit there as the when mom's yelling at all the other siblings and you ain't in trouble. So you just sitting there like, look, exactly. <laughs> Figure it out, girl. Because I was like, we've been saying, I told you to stop playing in her makeup two hours ago and you thought it was a game. But now you realize that your ass about to get beat. Now it's like, oh, no. Now you want to pay attention to what I said. I ain't got mm-hmm. nothing for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely, that, okay, is actually a, a good perspective because I think the thing is, like, I will say this for those other cases of, of those other situations, you could kind of still be in the matrix a little bit more. And like you said, mm-hmm. this is one of those things of like, nah, you could you it was you just so visceral. It's like, Either you are a complete ass and just inhumane, which or you have to re- which makes me think of like 
the same thing of Emmett Till. Like seeing, having Jet Magazine mm-hmm. put his funeral, put those images out there, having his mother do what she did, you know, it's one thing to hear about it. It's another, no, this is what it looks like. This is but, but you just called it. It was in Jet Magazine. Ain't nobody in rural America on a farm looking at Jet Magazine. They're not be like, let's see what the Negroes are doing this. What What's happening in their politics and fashions? Like, mm-hmm. like that was another Yeah, thing. so that's the difference there. But like, yes, power to them for like pushing it the way they did. But again, that's where the pissed officity comes from. How long ago was that? And And it's still happening today. Like that is fundamentally, that is where my hatred for racist comes from. Yeah. And that's not to a specific group of people. It is purely those that are racist who do not want to see another person succeed for the reason of the skin that they have. That is garbage. And I'm that that I'm not here for. I mean, I've been what was it? Oprah said it a couple of years ago. Like, I just we just gotta get rid of the race. Like I and I'm like, they it's a Here cancer it. that it keeps getting replicated because you a baby is it's in the household that they're born into, you know? It's and, yeah. Exactly. And so I think those are the things where it's just like it's a fight that yes, I know we keep fighting, but the reality of it is like some days it's like, are like I don't have it, you know? Um, and that's the thing. That's fair. I don't think anybody can do this work 24-7, 365, because it is draining. Yeah. And so that's why you need the support of community fighters, of people who can step in when you're tired yeah. and like keep it going. So just like racism is taught community and activism can be taught as well. And that's, we need all of our people pushing for that. This was the first, or the role that I'm in now, like this was the first role that you ever like, so you just not gonna do nothing. I was like, look girl, (laughs) I'm focusing on this 12 to eight, (laughs) like leave me alone. (laughs) And I mean, you still kept pushing for it. I'm like, fine, I'll do something, damn. But only in what came natural. I don't force people to do what doesn't make sense for them. No, and I, I think also it speaks to, you said this probably 20 minutes ago, but it's so true. You're not trying to make someone be a carbon copy. You want people to highlight like the best of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people like stepping into, into mentorship for how they think it makes them look for whatever role they may be trying to aspire to and not realizing your role is to help someone blossom on their own unique journey. Like, as much as I love you as a mentor, I know I've done shit that you've been like, I'm going to strangle you, but it's a part of your journey. So figure it out, you know, but you've never once tried to make me be a carbon copy of you. Cause I we can't acknowledge like, hell no, I don't, like we can't, I can't be exact. Yeah, but it's like, like why, why? Like everybody is unique in their own way. And everybody brings something different to the table. There are areas where you are way stronger than me in. And I want you to keep moving in that because that is something people can't replicate. And so there's no, there's a part of me that is just me. And like, I've seen people try to do it. And it's like, hmm, sorry, you're not going to get that, that group of people to respond because you're not me. And yeah. so like as much as like there are mo- there's going to be moments if they haven't happened already where people try to dim you because they see what you have. They see that light, but they want it. And so they're going to try to copy or they're going to try to just push you away and be like, well, if I keep her quiet, then it's more eyes on me. No, nah, people see real recognize real. And like no matter what, like I, that is something I am firm on. Like, even when I know people are trying to dim me, I laugh because I know I don't work for you, regardless of my reporting line. I work for God and he is going to make a way for me, whether you like it or not. There have been so many people that tried to bring harm to me and my career. And every time they leave the company before I do. So I, I, I press my button that says, treat it. <laughs> like, 
bing bong. Okay, I th- but no, I think that's the thing. Like, it also speaks to the confidence that you have to have in your own abilities mm-hmm. and what it is. Like, I say this all the time. I don't want what's yours and you can't have what's mine. I totally don't. Yeah. It's, it's not. And what I truly mean by that is, I'm not trying to have you not shine. I whatever oh. you excel at, I want you to excel at it. Yes. But also recognize like, and I think I even needed the confidence and it's the confidence that comes with the experience, right? Because mm-hmm. I know the joy I was at 22 versus the joy I am now at 32. I'm like, whoa, child. Like, you just had to calm down. Like you were going to be fine. Every time I thought a door got closed, I know for the people that maybe I have worked for before or certain situations, I know I drive them nuts because I, I always wind up. God has always put me in a better position mm-hmm. or in a bigger room. And then it's just yeah. like, girl, trust, I'm, I'm, I'm crying in the Bentley. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> like, okay. And I, I think that's something where like, when you have those moments to sit and look back, Mm-hmm. you're so thankful a for the people that have like just truly been your ride or die. I've been like, no, okay. They do. They, they see something in me. I'm yeah. going to get through this, but then it also just makes you truly want to do that for the next, mm-hmm. at least for me, it does because it's like, I know what it's like to have bad mentors. I know what it's yes. like to have amazing mentors and I know which one I want to be. So, mm-hmm. um, every time I get to talk to some of my babies and they're like, no, you're like our big sis. And I'm like, Oh, to somebody you know <laughs> I really do appreciate you know just the people that truly have gone before me and like helped train me so I can do it mm-hmm. um because lord knows your ass is, we've had our moments <laughs> like, we've come far girl Any of them. but now if there's anything like looking at your career right because you're a couple years ahead of me I feel like we were in high school together but like you were it you get what I'm saying. Like you were always like, you were the upperclassman. Like, like I was a freshman. You was like, girl, I'm going to college in two months. Like, let's say hi in the study period before I ditch and go to, to Popeyes. Like, um, but where you are in your career, like what are some goals that you have? Not in, you're still a creative, Danielle. Like just because logistically you are a lead elsewhere. Like what are some things that you're like, no, I'm doing this. Who? Um, so... One area where um, I used to write a lot, um, and that's where a little bit of my creativity used to shine, I kind of have given, stopped doing it for a long time. And so recently I started to do that again, even just for myself to get back into that before I push stuff out publicly. And so like I have the um, aspirations to be an author. Um, and help share some of my wisdom more broadly on specific topics that I think are relevant to certain people. So that's one. Um, Another one is with the real estate. Like um, I have big lofty dreams of what I want to do for the Black community in terms of job creation um, for people that are just in our communities that don't get the opportunity at other places, but also for like special prison programs for when they have a felony and no one else wants to hire them, um, wanting to give a chance to those people to live an honest life. So like, like that's my big, big dream that scares me and keeps me up at night. Um, but I think can be attainable one day. Um, it is and attainable. Then, yeah. And then Like, lastly, just also, I want to just live a happy life. And so traveling, I want to do that. There are so many countries I want to go and see. And and like, that is something that I definitely make time for and, and will not let up on that. Like, that is something that I'm able to do. I'm not married. I don't have kids. So I can be gone. And so I'm going to be gone. Um, so it's various things like that. And then also I, I have grown to know myself that I don't need to be the forefront of a lot of things, but I am a strong supporter and nurturer of other people's visions and dreams. And so being more of a consultant to those, um, who need it. So like one of my sisters has a travel agency and like, um, where she would probably say, I don't help enough, but like there, that it's stuff about that, that I care about. And I want her to be successful in that. 
my niece, 10 years old, just started her own baking company. Girl, she bakes cakes and designs that little girl, she goes crazy. And so, like, you know, I tried to design her little logo, but then I was like, okay, we need to give it to a professional. Like, this is okay to start. But, like, things like that and her social media and helping her parents understand, like, this is what she needs to do. And, like, this is what we need to plan for. Like, stuff like that, I can do. Like, I know business. Like, so I can help you, um, but I don't always have to have the big idea. And so just finding those opportunities to help others, that is that is my superpower. I like to, like, make others realize their, their greatness. I am so, so happy to hear, like, I can personally attest to how you have changed my life. So I'm like, to see how you do that with everyone else, like, yes, that is definitely what is on your cape through and through um I know like it, it's now at a point of like just saying it's kind of cliche and you're like I just want to give people their flowers rather than <laughs> but no truly like I, I always I truly feel like it was divine order that caused us to meet each other because I'm like I'll never forget like both of our people were gone I'm just like well you're gonna be my mentor and like to literally have that through different phases in our lives different successes and losses like I love you so so much you're truly like a big sister to me um and I am just god damn I'm not I'm not doing this no I did not please don't get emotional because you know I'm gonna start crying but like I just wanna I wanna put it out there though like you are like the one mentee that made me work and like I appreciated that because you know, there are some where it's just like they come with the standard questions and it's like, yep, I can answer that easily. But I feel like our relationship taught me new things and it like made me figure out how to navigate certain things. And like it was supposed to be a year program and you just did not go away. And like I'm like, I guess this is exactly what it's supposed to be because it became um, win-win and beneficial because I feel like I've learned a lot from you. I feel like I continue to learn a lot from you. And so that is what the relationship is meant to be. And so where I can help, because I love to do that, um, I just want people to know, like, don't just take a mentorship as like a one-way street. No, it can turn into something more robust and greater. And like, Again, like we've worked at multiple companies together because it's strong, because I have that trust, because you trust me. And so that's just something that I think goes a long way where a mentorship really can be a lifelong relationship for the one that it makes sense for. Exactly. And I don't feel like it's anything where it's like phased out of and like you've learned all or not like therapy. Yeah. It's like you you've climbed to Mount Olympus, you're there, you know. So yeah. Honestly, sis, I got you for life anyway that I could support you. People know don't be talking crazy about you in front of me because I'll be like, excuse me. <laughs> no, that's what we're not gonna do. Be like, Joy, you do realize that was the big uh, that's fine for them. <laughs> like they're not saying anything about her in front of me. Um that's what I love. But no, and and I think that's the thing. Like, thank you for truly being a sis to me and for helping me navigate not only just my my professional career, but truly like my life. <laughs> like, so I thoroughly hope to anybody watching this, if you don't have a mentor, I'll leave her email. But no, I'm kidding. I'm no, not gonna <laughs> like, she gonna shoot me. <laughs> but no, I think I'm not for everybody. I me, I say that, and that's why we're for each other. Cause I remember like we would always say, like, I know I ain't for everybody. I know for a fact people don't like me. And I'm like, that's cute. I'm like, I'm not trying to be liked by everyone. It right. is what it is. Be for the people who are for you. Exactly. And I think that's something uh, lastly I'll say you've truly taught me is to even let go of the naysayers. Like, so the fuck what? If they never acknowledge you, it's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It ain't affecting my checks. It ain't affecting my my shopping addiction. Like I will be fine. So, yes. um, you have an amazing Saturday, sis. You probably got another fly ass, and you will be telling me about those dates. Just fine. Around. Okay, cool. This has been fun. <laughs> See, I wasn't that mean to you, but um. I hope everyone has a beautiful rest of your week and I will see you next time for another amazing episode of Joy Has Questions. Bye!
Hey everybody, my motivational message is simple and I'm going to just quote the affirmation, no negative thoughts shall take root in my mind. I want everyone to repeat that, to go on with it, to really let that sink in. Even if the world wasn't currently on chapter 10 of Revelations, just the fact that we have to process past traumas, insecurities, doubt, fear, whatever it is to keep us down, to keep us paralyzed and from not figuring out and moving forward with our destiny. Kill it, kill it quick, kill it fast, kill it now. We matter. We're worth something. I don't care what it is that you have to cling to. If it's the most asinine thing, I deserve to see another day. If for nothing else, just so I can get another opportunity to figure it out. Stop looking at everyone and all these outside forces and thinking that you have to have it figured out in a day because that definitely will cause you to spiral. I'm also not trying to minimize anyone who is going through mental health challenges who may not, you know, be able to just say, oh, a brisk walk or a spa day was able to make me bounce back. Sometimes self-care requires medication. Sometimes it requires a psychiatrist. Sometimes it requires you getting your serotonin and dopamine levels leveled out. There's no shame in that. But for whatever your journey is, do not allow yourself to be the thing holding you back. Do not allow yourself to be the thing that is keeping you from raising your head up to the heavens and being thankful and appreciative and knowing your worth. I want us to remember that we matter. I don't care if you got to look in the mirror and lie to yourself until it becomes true. I don't care if you got to put up a million fucking post-it notes like being Mary Jane. You do what you need to do. And it doesn't matter that tomorrow's going to be better or, you know, and maybe it's not. Maybe it's another day of you just having to push through, but it's another notch on the belt of life that you get to say, yo, I did that shit. I really hope we all have a beautiful week. I really hope this planet finds a way to marginally get its act together. Who knows? But no matter what is going on, control what you can control and don't be talking crazy to yourself. Why? Because you are your own best thing. That being said, love and light, and I will see you for the next episode. Always black.